you're putting it on your entire head. You're not creating creation of the haircut and the hair color altogether. You have to have dimensional hair coloring. We change our handbag and we change our shoes per season. Our hair color should be the same. Where you need to put the lights on someone's face, put the depth where you need to put the depth in. It's all about contouring. Welcome to Ask the Beauty Advisor, a podcast that answers your health and beauty questions. Hosted by health and beauty advisor, Deanna Lynn. Hello there and welcome. This is your host, Deanna Lynn, long lost host, Deanna Lynn. Sorry, haven't put out an episode in quite a while. I've been fighting allergies. However, today I do have an exciting show and an exciting guest for you. On today's episode, we'll be learning how to pick just the right hair color for ourselves because hair color really does make a difference in our appearance. My guest for today is Sherry Rattay. She's an international acclaimed celebrity colorist. She's an award-winning color expert and salon owner. Sherry travels all over the country to train and educate other professionals. She has had the pleasure and opportunity to make people look and feel beautiful for the past 20 years. Although she owns her own luxury salon in Central Florida called Salon Rete, she continues to intensely train with all of the major manufacturers in hair color. Sherry is extremely passionate about hair color. In fact, on today's episodes, once she gets started, you'll be able to hear that passion in her voice. As a respected professional in the community, Sherry's advice has been published in Vogue, Salon Today, American Salon, American Salon Magazine, and Central Florida's Lifestyle Publications. She's also been featured in Orlando's Magazine as one of the number one colorists for women and men in Central Florida. And we are lucky to have her here today. She's going to be sharing some of her advice and tips with us. So without further ado, I know you're probably dying to meet Sherry. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Good morning, Sherry. Thank you for joining us today. It's exciting to have you here today on the Beauty Radio Network. Well, good morning to you as well, Deanna. I'm so excited to be with you today. I am excited to have you here, but... We didn't get a chance to meet before the interview today, and I don't even know where you're calling in from. Where are you located? (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm located in a few different areas, but I currently own a salon and work behind a chair in Orlando, Florida. And then I I also work in New York City and Soho at San Bricado Salon, as well as Gabbard Atelier in Beverly Hills, California. So those three different locations. So... Do you have clients that request you? You fly out to do a client's hair. I know your bio says that you do, you are a celebrity hair colorist. So how does that work? Yes, I have clients all around as well as I, um, I teach nationally as well. Uh, hair color education, it's my forte, it's my blood, it's who I am. So yeah, not only do I travel to um, New York City and LA for my clients, but I also travel throughout the states, um, inspiring other hairdressers to become the best of what we do in um, the beauty industry. So yeah. So then you're not only a hairstylist who specializes in hair coloring, but you also teach. Wow, that's awesome. 
So then, Sherry, how long have you been doing hair? Well, you know, Deanna, I like to say 20 plus years, but be exact, it's 27 years. You know, once you hit that 20 year mark, you don't really want to say 30, 40, 50, but you know, yes, it's 27 years in the industry. I know I've been doing facials in the beauty business probably 30 or more years and it just yes. sound out of, out of touch, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it does. So the 20 plus sounds way better than 27. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And now, Sherry, I know you specialize in hair coloring, but do you still cut hair too? Um, yes, I have a few select clients here in Orlando that is a must that I have to cut their hair still. So, but when I travel to New York City and LA, no, I do not. I just color hair. Um, coloring hair is my forte. I believe that hair color is an accessory, and it's accessory that can be done right or wrong. And when you have the perfect accessory on, it's the balance to everything that you are wearing. So hair color is my forte. So you started out cutting hair, but you found that your real passion lied in hair coloring. Can you tell us about that? How did you find that to be your passion? Or I guess better said, how did you discover that was your passion? You know, this is a bit of a long story, but it's a wonderful story. So 27, 28 years ago, I started beauty school and it was right out of high school. I just knew that I wanted to be in the beauty industry. You know, some people say, well, when did you know? When didn't I know? It's always been in me. I knew that I was going to go to beauty school. I knew I was going to do hair. And three years into the industry, um, one of my colleagues said, you know, Sherry, I think you should try out to be an educator for Redken Professional. And I said, you think? And she said, absolutely. And I did. I submitted everything I needed to do. And my first presentation I ever did in front of students was life-changing for me. You know, I was in a beauty school teaching hair color, and there was probably 55 students, and I intrigued like two or three of them. And when I saw the light bulb come on for them, it just enlightened me. And I knew at that point this was another adventure I was going to go down. And I'm so pleased that my colleague encouraged me to do that. And since then, I haven't looked about. I worked for Redken for seven, eight years, L'Oreal Professional, Beth Minardi Signature, Joyco, and I also teach the Retay Wave Coloring here now. So it's, wow. it's another part of me in the industry, yes. So, And I do want to get into the Retay Way of Coloring, but first, I think it's important for the listeners, if they're not professionals, professional beauty people that are listening today, I think they have a tendency to think, well, hairstylists cut hair, they color hair. They might be thinking, well, it's all the same thing, isn't it? So why don't you just briefly explain the difference between a hairstylist and somebody who specializes in hair coloring? I mean, it, I guess it's self-explanatory, but let's just quickly go over that. You know, they may be wondering why they need two different professionals. My my recommendation or my description is hair color specialized and trained is only trained only in hair color, and as well as understanding the underlying pigments within the hair fiber, the skin tone, the eye color, the science behind hair color. Um, it, it all goes together to where a hairstylist um, finishes the whole circle, like they do from. Um, the hair cutting, the treatments, the blow drying, the coloring, and they're educated in the whole field. I believe that if you love something, 
and you can be great at it, you specialize in that one specific, specific area. And that's exactly what I've done with hair color for the last 20 some years. Um, you know, not to reference it to a plastic surgeon, but if I'm going to get something done, I'm going to go to somebody that's going to specialize in a particular area rather than going to a general surgeon. Agreed? So that's the way I look at it for the beauty industry as well. If I need to go or if I want to get my hair perfectly changed with hair color for my skin tone, my hair texture, my eye color, and the utmost important is personality, I would want to go to a colorist because a true colorist recognizes all of those key points, not just, okay, this is a technique I just learned. I'm going to put it on my next client. No, understand that, yes, it's a technique, but you're using it why. Why are you going down that avenue? Is it because of the hair fiber saying, you know what, she's now 33 years old. She has soft golden pieces in it. As we get more mature in life, the gold reflects dull out. So a true colorist can see, you know what, I see that you were blessed with soft golden blonde when you were younger. Let's enhance that. That to me is a true colorist. No discredit to a hairdresser, but those are the difference between the two for my eye. So let's say, and this is interesting what you brought up. Let's say you're a woman who's just unhappy with her hair color or it's gotten dull over the years. You know, I was a natural blonde at one time. Mine got that ashy, dirty blonde. Yep. Um, how can a hair, uh, hair colorist help us choose the right color? Like you said, you kind of go back to what you were as a child. I mean, yeah, is that how well, you... Tell us well, this that. is how I do it. I'll walk you through my step-by-step -step with any new client and or existing client that I have. So first, you have to have an open dialogue with your client. I sit eye-to-eye -eye with them when they first come in. And my assistant knows if I have a new client, um, that I will be the one going and um, getting them and bringing them to my station. And here's why. Because when I go to introduce myself to this new client, I'm shaking her hand. The handshake's going to tell me multiple things going to tell me somewhat of her personality. Is she a dominant personality? Is she more soft and dainty? Um, it, it's really going to deliver a lot of information to me, as well as I'm going to take a quick look at her overall. This is also going to tell me if, if she's a, um, a yoga person or if she's in <clears throat> the corporate world. So I'm looking at everything. It's the personality. So then we sit down and I listen to what she's telling me. I ask her to tell me about herself, and I listen. While she's telling me all this information, I'm now analyzing her skin tone. I'm analyzing her eye color. I'm looking at the existing hair color that's living on the hair, as well as if there's any regrowth. And like I said earlier, I'm looking at her wardrobe. What is she wearing? Because all of these points are telling me things that I need to either erase, is there color that does not look good on her skin, and or what color will look best on her skin. So after she tells me her lifestyle, I then educate her why I feel a certain look. Let's say a blonde. I see that your blonde has gotten a little on the not so shiny side. And Traditionally, with pastel blondes, you know, like um, people say they're a toehead when they were young. Traditionally, a toehead blonde, which is that super, super white blonde hair, it's absolutely beautiful. These people have crystal blue eyes, like you can see through their eyes. You know, at that point, we need to enhance that soft pastel blonde with them. Sometimes if they have a little bit of green in their eyes, it needs to be a, a bit more tawny. So the eye color, skin tone, the eye color, skin tone, 
and existing hair color really dictates to me as a colorist where we need to go. So, Wow, that's so interesting. So let me just recap this real quickly. So you start out by shaking their hand. Let's say you have two women. They're both like a mousy blonde and they want to liven up their color. One of them shakes your hand and she, you can tell she's demure. So you would give her a more subtle blonde and then maybe the other one is a stronger personality, more outgoing, more. Absolutely. You would give her a brighter, more colorful blonde. Yep. Because you got to think about it. If I'm going to put somebody, if I'm going to alter someone's hair color and I'm going to make them a very um, strong platinum blonde and her personality is very soft and, you know sincere it's not going to fit her like a glove it's just not the right application for her does it mean that she can't do the blonde but just a different technique so again it's not just the color now we're looking at the technique which is right for her not an all over blonde maybe it's soft balayage maybe it's soft baby lights still delivering the right tone of blonde but just not as a, a high impact And, you know, you really got to look at their makeup, too. These women that come in with no makeup on and yoga pants and all that, hey, great for you. You do not want to give them high-maintenance hair color. That's not who they are. But someone that's coming in with their their stilettos and, you know, the corporate world, they're walking in with fears. You better deliver to them hair color that matches their personality or they're going to feel like they're wearing hair color that's too boring for them. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, I can relate to that. I've had my hair done where it was so flat and dull looking that it just made me feel really uncomfortable. I like mine bright. I'm the type of person that's attracted to anything sparkly and shiny and glittery. So having a dull hair color or a subtle hair color for me is just wrong. You don't feel you don't throw pretty. You don't have that little pep in your step. Absolutely. Exactly right. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. I, I, I didn't realize that. I've never been to anybody like you before. By that, I mean somebody who's really taken notice of that as far as integrating the personality into the hair color. So you mentioned something about low lights or baby lights. Can you tell us the difference between highlights, low lights, and baby lights? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, here in the salon and when I educate to other hairdressers, I like to talk terminology too. Um, and I understand highlights and lowlights and all this is the language that we use behind the chair. But when you think about the consumer sitting in your chair, do they want to hear highlights and lowlights? No, what they want to hear is more dimensional hair color. We understand what dimensional hair color is. So I'm going to explain to you in the terminology of dimensional, but relating it to highlights and lowlights. So highlights would be lighter pieces living within the hair and lowlights would be deeper pieces living in the the hair. Not necessarily dark, but just slightly deeper than the overall existing visual color. So it's multidimensional when you use um, highlights and lowlights on one head. It's very dimensional. If you look at fabric, if you open a Vogue magazine for the upcoming fall season, you look at um, fabrics and what draws to your attention is the dimension, right? And it's rather it be in color or fabrics, it just shows you a different type of texture. I believe that when you create dimension within the hair fiber, the hair shape, your eye bounces throughout everything. When the hair color is one monochromatic 
color, you look at the exterior only, nothing internal. So to be able to see the internal creation of the haircut and the hair color altogether, you have to have dimensional hair coloring. I hope I clarified that enough. Yeah, you did. I agree with that because, well, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but first of all, you mentioned something that I thought was interesting before I ask you, we get into the next part of this. Um, do you recommend that women change their hair color with the seasons? Do you have women <laughs> do that? <laughs> you know, I don't know if that is something that, um, that has been given to you, but I share this all the time. Hair color needs to be a seasonal change. Absolutely, even here in Florida, because we don't have a full four seasons. But when I talk to my clients, I I help them think, okay, we are now in spring. In summer, the next season, let's say um, I'm working on a brunette. And the brunette, um, I'm going to do just soft balayage on her ends now. And maybe in the summer, I'm going to give her baby light just to brighten it up. I always say we change our lipstick, we change our handbag, and we change our shoes per season. Our hair color should be the same. Right. And you know, naturally the hair would change colors in the summer and and seasonal. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I'm not saying we need to do this big transition from going from a brunette to a blonde, but I do believe that we need to do a slight change per season. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All right, so going back to, I think we were talking about uh, dimensional hair coloring. Tell us mm-hmm. uh, the difference between professional hair coloring and maybe those hair coloring kits that you buy in the drugstore, that kind of stuff, or those home delivery kits. They claim to be professional co- uh, color. What, what? Tell us about those. What are the downside of those or... Can we get um, results with those? Yeah. Let's talk about that because I think that's a great subject to discuss because some people say they're horrible things to buy over the counter. Well, here's the reality of it. Um, honestly, when it comes to the chemicals, they're very similar. But what's the turning point with a drugstore is truly the hands that are applying it. So when you buy it in a drugstore and you're not licensed beauty professional and you go home and you use what you feel is the right product for your hair, but you don't have the knowledge for the application. You don't have the knowledge for the technique. But when you go down to the chemicals of it, is it a pretty decent chemical hair color? Absolutely. This is what I do when I teach all across the nation. I teach the principles of hair color. And what that means is I teach another hairdresser the foundation of creating hair color. That means it doesn't matter what manufacturer you're working with and or if you're buying the hair color from the drugstore. I'm not suggesting to buy it from the drugstore. But what I teach um, the other hairdressers in the industry is to understand the foundation, the fundamentals. And once you understand those, you can create any color that you want from any manufacturer. But also do understand this. When, For an example, when you look at the perfumes that are on the market, you can buy a perfume that's $20 a bottle or $1,000 a bottle. Is it the quality of ingredients? It sure is. Neither one is better or worse, but understand the quality that you're getting. It's the same thing as the hair color in the, in the drugstore. So is it hair color? Yes. Are the ingredients a little less superb? Yes. But can 
if you are a beauty professional, would you be able to create beautiful hair color? Absolutely, hands down. You don't get the dimensional color, like you say, because when I use those, I come out, even though they say dimensional, it comes out pretty nope. solid. Yes, absolutely. So right. that, that's the one downside about those. And think about you're putting it on your entire head. You're not creating. There's not one client that comes into my salon that I do one single color on. It's too monochromatic. Beautiful hair color is dimensional, as we chatted earlier. And by putting one single color on your head, you're not creating that. So I don't care what the box says. That's marketing. You know what I mean? That's marketing. But if you're sitting in my chair or if I'm going to go to the drugstore and buy it, would I buy one or two boxes? I'm going to create a dimensional look by having two different options. Is it putting it all over on the head at one time? No, it's creating. Don't allow, um, for me, don't allow the, the consumer of the salon to be able to go and try to create what we do in the salon because you have to have an eye to be able to create dimensional work. Put the light where you need to put the lights on someone's face. Put the depth where you need to put the depth in. It's all about contouring. Contouring with makeup has been hot for the last three to five years. It's the same thing with hair color. You know, if someone has, you know, let's say a heart-shaped face, so they're wider at their forehead and very thin at their chin, what do we need to do? We need to create depth near their forehead and open up near their chin, creating that visual appearance of the oval face shape. It's that contouring. And that and contouring you cannot get from one application. Right, right. Exactly right. And it kind of dates you. I know when I look like I have one hair color, I look like it ages me and everybody knows I'm yeah. 60 years old because that's what they used to do in the, four, in the well, I guess the 60s. Um, all right. So now that we're talking about messing up your hair a little bit, <laughs> was there ever a time or can you remember an instance when maybe you first started, you might have screwed up somebody's hair. I don't want to say the word screwed up, but kind of messed up the hair. And, and tell us that story and, and how you uh, rectified it. Um, one story doesn't come off to my mind, but have I screwed up the hair color on someone's head? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Because if you do not challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone, you're not learning. And to this day forward, I'm always testing hair color in my salon, either on models or on swatches to know exactly what hair colors are. Um, When I teach, I always tell people, have a hiccup. And to me, a hiccup is a screw up. Have a hiccup. Because when you hiccup on that hair, and your client doesn't know, but you see it, you recognize, and now you know what to do differently. So, and I always, and I always say, hair color is easy to screw up, and it's easy to fix. So, it's not, it's not an issue. Is it easy to fix? Absolutely. When you understand the, uh, the foundation of hair color, it's so easy. And we're all going to kind of mess up, like you said, in the beginning when we're learning. Not something we should be afraid of. I find a lot of hairdressers are a little bit afraid of color. Yeah, they are because they don't understand the foundation. You know, and a lot of um, companies don't teach the foundation. They teach their brand. Well, first teach the foundation, then teach the brand. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So do you have (laughs) any... (laughs) Well, we're going to run out of time, but it's interesting. You've, you've given me a lot of information already. Oh, that's wonderful, Deanna. 
But do you have any quick tips for us? Like on your blog, you said something about having an oily scalp. You had a little trick for keeping the hair from getting so oily. Do you have like just a couple little tricks you can share with us? Oh, gosh, I have many little tricks. But what <laughs> trick do you want? Um, <laughs> give us your give um, us a couple that you like. Or um, let's see. Well, quick tips on, on what I'd like to share for the consumer. I would say yes. When um, you have regrowth coming in, and you unfortunately have gray hair, there's a wonderful product out there called Wow that will softly camouflage that gray hair until you have the opportunity to see your beauty professional. Also, another trick for covering that gray regrowth is to do a slight um, zigzagish part. Very, not aggressive zigzag, just a soft zigzag. So you're not having a strong part line, which at that point when you have that, that gray hair is just screaming out at you and saying, hey, look at me, cover me. So that's definitely a good trick. And I do love the WOW products. Um, and let's see, my other um, trick would be I love, my son plays baseball, and I love to put a nourishing treatment in my hair before I go sit out in the sun. I wrap it up and put it in a bun on top of my head. So at this point, my hair is getting nourished, conditioned, and protonized the entire time while I'm watching him practice baseball. And then when you get home, you shampoo it all out, and your hair feels fabulous. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. I just have a couple more questions, and then I want to talk about your training. But I'd like to ask you, is there any hair color or, should I say, hairstyle or trend from the past that you'd like to see come back in fashion? I'll tell you the, the trend that is totally hot right now. Um, 90s is completely there. If you haven't noticed in the magazines, you have to be noticing it with the hairstyles. That whole 80s and 90s pair of faucet flip in the front fringe, it's totally sexy right now. Um, and that softer shadow root is hot right now. Um, you even have a little bit of pastels and hair color that are working for the spring, summer, and the fall coming up. So that's what I see for the trends for 2019. Okay, good enough. You know, from my point of view, you have a very exciting, colorful, creative career. Before I let you go, I have to know one thing. Tell me, what is your favorite thing or what do you enjoy most about your career? Oh, gosh. I think I actually have two favorite things, if that's okay. My first yeah. favorite thing is when I'm working on my clients and they have the faith in me and they literally give me no boundaries and I can create what I need to create understanding what I'm looking at with them, meaning their skin tone, their eye color, their hair texture, and their personality. When they give me full range to create whatever I want to create for them, that is one of the most rewarding things I can do on a daily basis. My second rewarding is when I am sharing my knowledge to other colleagues and um, I see the aha come to them. It's just a feeling inside that is so gratifying. So those are my two. Perfect. And speaking of career, let's talk about the professional. Let's say we have somebody who wants to become a professional hair colorist. How can we go about doing that? Or how can they go about doing that? Where do they start? Where do they find training? What would you what advice would you give them as far as learning the art of hair coloring? Um, yes, I all I highly recommend for in, inspiring colorists 
to get as much information as possible. That means do not stick with one particular brand. Um, I inspire them to think outside of a brand. So that means, yes, go to a Redken class, go to a L'Oreal class, go to a Wella class, go to a Joico class, go to all these manufacturers, get as much information as you possibly can, go to as many certification series that you can, that your time will allow, and never get stuck with one particular brand. Always have an open mind and learn and um, to do your homework. You know, I always say do your homework. Don't believe it. Don't believe the information that it's delivered to you. Go back to the salon, do your work, prove that the information that they told you is correct, and then move from there. Really good advice. So. Now, what about your training? You said you fly around and you do different trainings. When is your next event? How can people find you? Tell us about your training. Yes. So I train um, at two different points. I teach the retail way of coloring hair and specifically what this is. It's the way that I think for my clients behind the chair. I travel all through the nation, um, all through this nation to teach other hairdressers to understand the fiber that we're working on, to understand the personality. And then um, I also work for Duico as um, a colorist for them. And I share their brand with other beauty professionals um, throughout the nation. And um, my next upcoming class will be a certification series in New York City. It's at the San Ricardo Salon, May 5th and 6th. It is with my dear friend, Stephen Wang. He's known for Fashion Dragon. He is a designer slash hair cutter in New York City. He works at Studio B and he will be doing all the cutting and finishing. And I will be doing the coloring um, for our two-day hands-on class. We always talk about the color and the cut need to coexist. So he starts the day, he's cutting the hair, explaining the principles of design, and then I finish the day understanding why this color lives within this haircut, how they do both live within each other. That's a two-day class at San Rafael Salon. And then I also have a balayage class coming up here at Salon Roche in Orlando. It is a hands-on also. And it's a seven-hour day of me sharing with um, other colleagues on how to create a soft balayage professionally done and looking at the contouring of the face and everything. Those are a few that are on my calendar. And uh, do you have a website where people can go and check out your up-and-coming classes or events or a Facebook page? Where would you like people to go to uh, get more information? Um, what my educational calendar is on my professional page. My professional page is Sherry Rattay slash Salon Rattay. And when you go to my actual professional page, Sherry Rattay, it has a calendar of all of my upcoming events. It um, shows you what city I'll be in, the tuition cost, um, supplies needed, the expectations of the class, what you will gain from it. And then also it has people that have been certified in the Rattay way of coloring hair. So when you do spend the day with me, um, you have the recognition um, in the beauty world of that you've been Rattay way. And um, it shows you all of my media posts. It, my website shares a lot of hair color education. So, And then, um, of course, if you go to my salon page, it will share with you the expectations of an actual client coming into the salon. It teaches the client, the culture of what I deliver here. 
So now just let me clarify something for maybe inspiring hair colorist. Would you suggest that they first maybe go to some of these brand classes so that they get the basic idea of hair coloring before they would take your training? You know, I would love to say that when you're in beauty school, they teach you the foundation, but unfortunately they 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 tend well, not to teach. So I would say it doesn't matter when you come to my classes as long as you come to my classes. You can go to a Redkin class or a Joico class, but just know that when you come to the Verte way, um, I teach the foundation, the principles. And sometimes you can get lost in the beauty industry because you're only learning a particular brand. So I think as long as you step in my classes, it doesn't matter if it's before or after, as long as you are willing to um, learn and do your homework. Great, great. Now, before we give out your website, your contact information, and I close out the show, do you have anything that you that I forgot or anything else you'd like to share with us today? Hmm, I'm sure. I would say the one thing that I would like everyone to know is hair color is an accessory. Accessory we do not take off. And when it's right, it's right. And just realize that our hair is exactly that, an accessory. You know, it's truly amazing that having the right hair color that harmonizes with your skin and your eyes really does make you look younger. It gives your skin a vibrancy. It makes your skin look smoother. It's almost magical. But on the other hand, having the wrong color against your skin tones will bring out ugly undertones. For me, if I get just a little too much red in my hair, I get a yellow cast to my skin, my dark circles look worse, freckles, imperfections in my skin come out. It's really important if you want better looking skin and you want to look younger to have the right hair coloring. Yes, yes. One of the foundation, I'm just going to pop this in there. One of the um, uh, beginning classes that I teach literally is just understanding skin tone. You know, you can go to Joanne Fabrics and buy a piece of fabric of orange and a piece of fabric of red, and it teaches the eye so much about the skin tone just by recognizing that. You drape your client in an orange, and you can see it's good or it's bad. And you drape them with a red, and you see that it's good or or bad. So I think that's one of the um, beginning, like, learning points for hairdressers in the beauty industry. They have to do that. Like... Go spend $10 on fabric and learn it for yourself. So because it is, once it's wrong, it's completely wrong. Oh, yes. You get that color wrong and it highlights the worst. Circles underneath your eyes, the lines around your lips, everything. Well, there you go. Color me beautiful. (laughs) I took a class once on color me beautiful and I learned because I did makeup there for a while and we learned how to harmonize the skin tones with just the right color of makeup. And we do it by draping, color draping people. And it's amazing. Who who would have thought that even wearing the right color clothes can make a big difference in your appearance? Yes. Sherry, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been great having you here. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. And I hope we've learned a lot. I think we've learned a lot from you today. One more time, Sherry. If any of our listeners today want to learn more about this or want to know more about you, where can they find you, Sherry? 
Well, you can find me at my website. It's Salam Rite slash Sherry Rite. You can click on either or, as well as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Sherry Rite. And I do have a wonderful email address. It's Sherry at SherryRite.com. Great. And I will put all of that information in our show notes for this episode. So if listeners okay. are on the freeway, <laughs> they yes. can go back and click on the show notes. Get a link. Actually, they can look at your website right now while they're listening to today's show. Just oh, yeah. In the show yeah. All right, Sherry, thank you so much for being on. You've given us some great information. Good luck to you. It was so nice meeting you and having you on today. Thank you, Deanna. It was my pleasure. The Beauty Advisor is a part of the Beauty Radio Network. If you have a podcast or need help in starting a podcast and would like to be a part of a free, supportive network, then learn more by contacting Deanna at beautyradionetwork.com.